You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. Let me welcome us back to a new episode of Around the King's Table. I'm Brian, and fresh off of sabbatical... It's George. George. How was that, brother? It was excellent. Lots of good time reading. Lots of good time spent with uh, the wife and the kids. And so, yeah, I really appreciated the church giving me that opportunity. Hmm. Sorry we couldn't give you more rest amid no, your, okay. your rest. All right. Well, today we want to talk about plagiarism. Indeed. We feel the need to do that because if you don't know, uh, there have been some fairly recent incidents of this among relatively well-known pastors and evangelical figures. Uh, We need not name them. A simple Google search will do. But uh, we want to try and put plagiarism in pastoral perspective in this episode Uh, How should we as Christians think about things like intellectual property, uh, proper attestation, honesty, authenticity, and the like in our teaching, and maybe especially for pastors and their respective congregations? So, brother, if we can just start here uh, and maybe get a definition of plagiarism. So what is plagiarism? Yeah, I mean, I would say just plain and simple, it's pretty much using printed or spoken word and writing it or speaking it as if it were your own. That's right. that's plagiarism. Yeah. So. Right. Good, simple definition there. Yep. So in what ways do we most often see plagiarism? Uh, and maybe we can just kind of separate this a little bit. Plagiarism just in general, like in, sure. in life, but then maybe more specifically in the context of ministry. Yeah. Obviously the big one that comes up, it's an academic setting. And that's where right. we really usually hear this phrase plagiarism you're you're talking a a college student or you know high school student whatever they they go online they find Mm -hmm. the wikipedia article and they just quote it without ever no don't modify it don't Mm -hmm. think through it they just quote it in their paper yeah um or more 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 to the point it's not even quoting really they just embed it yeah um or you know obviously more towards the church context it would be you know i hear a sermon by a pastor who i know i trust mm-hmm. and rather than really think through or break it down into parts so that i can use it or adapt it better to my body i actually right. just go ahead and I, I preach it as if those were the words i thought up as yeah. i was planning for my sermon yeah i think that one of the more um infamous instances of plagiarism um recently in the state of South Carolina, anyway, is that the um, I think it was a president of the University of South Carolina who mm-hmm. basically used a a whole speech mm-hmm. from I don't even know who it was, some yeah. kind of military officer, I don't know West Point or something, yep. but basically just like used him, you mm-hmm. know, and gave no attestation to him, yeah. and of course he's no longer the president of the University of South Carolina. <laughs> It's not uncommon for political figures to kind of run afoul of this thing, you know, whether by accident or purpose, you know, just quoting another's words and just, it's, I'm the one who came up with this, this thought. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And in full agreement in ministry as well, I think, uh, what we are actually referring to, um, in this episode, uh, what has been done recently is, is pastors and preachers, 
uh, who um, are, are well-known names, especially like in the life of, you know, Southern Baptist churches and, and whatnot, but uh, they have preached whole sermons mm-hmm. or large sections of sermons that were not their own. They were not their own work, and they did not give any uh, attribution to the ones that they were sure. taking from. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're, we're doing here. And so I'll just take your snap judgment on this. Uh, should should Christians, uh, obviously, I mean, so commit or permit <laughs> plagiarism? Is plagiarism a sin? <laughs> well, so using somebody else's words, not a sin. No. Um, getting praised and seeking praise for using another's words and avoiding the fact that you didn't come up with them. Yeah. Now we're talking sin. Um, so as long as sin has to do with a little bit of intentionality, um, I say you can use another's words and not intend. You you just, you so copied the idea because it's so embedded in your head. I wouldn't say that that's sinful. But most of the time we're talking a willful intention that, you know, whether it's because time constraints, because mm-hmm. I just can't do this flowery enough like I want to. I don't express it the way that this well-known you know, pastor mm-hmm. did it. Um Whatever the reason, you know, basically trying to get that pride or sense that I'm doing my job or, you know, whatever it be in that regard, yeah, you're going to run into sin at that point. Mm-hmm. And part of that, it's, it's definitely a cultural thing because we live in a culture where we are expected to actually, I mean, there's very easy ways, you know, all you have to do is go, this wasn't my thought. This was expert. You don't even have to say a person. You know, another theologian has said, You've done enough then to say. Mm-hmm. And so with it being that simple in a culture that expects attestation, mm-hmm. we're really, in a sense, we're culpably lying at that point if we plagiarize. Right. And, and Christians really should be above reproach, above right. above the line right? Uh, as it comes to, as it relates to things like this uh, anyway. Uh, we're wanting to to give glory to God ultimately in all that we do. Uh, and um, at the, at the root, and we'll talk about the root a little bit, but at root uh, stealing someone else's work and presenting it as our own uh, is, is not to the glory of, of right. God. I say that it's that presenting that's going to be yeah. the idea. And it's, that's mm-hmm. once again, something that situates yeah. it culturally to where we're going to have to talk about, you know, what are the synoptics? What are Jude mm-hmm. and Second Peter, mm-hmm. and how are they related? And you know what's going on there. Right. There's a very different cultural context, and so it's that presenting yeah. that is that issue. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So some rebuttals. Okay. Should the Christian care about owning intellectual property when it's all for the glory of God anyway? Well, I've actually heard this. Uh, I've heard this rebuttal. So. Uh, again, so uh, what I have not heard as we've talked about this is usually the quoted pastor or theologian or speaker going, you can't use that. Mm-hmm. And and really, if we start talking about intellectual property, we're really talking about a cultural idea of it's intellectual property because I expect to make a benefit from it, mm-hmm. whether that's in fame or money or whatever. Yeah. And what we don't hear is that actually going on a lot. We don't have well-renowned pastors or, of course, dead pastors mm-hmm. saying, hey, you used my work and didn't attribute it to me. So that's not where our problem is. Our problem is on the other side of I'm reaping a benefit without... Mm-hmm. doing the work. 
Yeah. Okay. So I hear that. <laughs> um, should the the Christian care about owning intellectual property? Because at the end of the day, does anyone actually have an original thought? We've kind of already alluded to this, right? Is that at, on the level of sin, I mean, we are shaped by other people, right? Sure. We grew up from from kindergarten to Absolutely. where we are today. We're, we're learning from other people. And there's no question that a lot of who we are and a lot of things that we say and a lot of habits that we have, like all of those things we are, um, we have, we have taken in, mm-hmm. uh, the ideologies, the worldview things, the beliefs, the teachings, the, all these, we've taken those things in. And a lot of ways we do reproduce them, even though we might think, you know, that, that was, that was my original thought, but, but really it's coming from, from somewhere else. And so, right. So we should we do care. with that as yeah. people like, okay, so stopping, us as leaders and us just as members of the body, we should care about what our leaders and our teachers and whatever are saying and how they're presenting it because you're really talking about a chain of authority. Who do I trust? Do I trust you or do I trust somebody else? Mm. And when I you know, basically just quote another person, I'm saying, trust me, I'm this very intellectual, very, you know, I talk well mm-hmm. and you can trust me instead of going, I'm a human. I am learning just like you are, and yeah. I depend on these other resources to help me grow and know how best to teach you. Um, I think we, I mean, we just need to understand that, yes, we do have new thoughts. Now, we have right. shared ideas, and there's a lot of, we, we definitely, you know, it's sort of the, the shoulders of giants. We right. do depend on those who have come before us, but we absolutely are then speaking into specific Context. We're speaking into local bodies with their own problems, with their own way of speaking, with their own way. And so, yeah, it absolutely, we get to say new things or we get to put things together in a way that will communicate it properly. So, yeah, how we say that or who, who, who we get that authority from is important. Yeah, I think there's something to say uh, for, again, the intentionality of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, again, um, you know, I, I've been informed and taught by all kinds of people and i'm sure that uh you know the things that i think are original to me are are not so original to me well there's even if i don't there's core ideas and nuggets there that you you probably couldn't even and i know i've even been preaching and been like this whole illustration here i cannot tell you the author all of a sudden i couldn't think of it when i was planning yeah but i know it wasn't original with me yeah it's not hard to say that right and that's what i did i just said hey this is not mine right well, a lot of times, so, so like at the beginning of a preaching week, I'll, I'll write out my, my own commentary of a passage, and then I'll go behind myself and check myself with other commentators. That's what, a really good plan, especially like a lot of a lot of people. It's not even whole sermons. Yeah, it's really sermon outlines, and people can buy sermon outlines, and then they're yeah. still doing the work. But even then, it becomes a question of you know, is it if you're just copying somebody's outline and not really doing the work and, and that sort of thing, right? Yeah. Well, and, and where where I'm going there too is that. Again, I can read Douglas Moo. I'm, I've been looking at his commentary on James, and you know, I have my my thought. It's my my thought on the passage. But then I go and read Douglas Moo, and oh, what do right. you what do you know? Like he thinks the same thing. We, yeah. we 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 match up together. Right. So it's it, it's it is my thought, but it's not an original thought. Like someone else has thought it before me. And right. so again, there's in fact, an aspect if we have of, completely new thoughts right, in scripture, right. I'm kind of like We're, uh, we should be wary. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um. And so that's but what it I'm is saying. How we word it and how we position it. 
to our yeah. culture. Well, again, there's an intentionality. There's the, the the purposeful aspect of it where it's like I can just be talking and and teaching or whatever um, and and say something that someone else has thought or said before and probably has sure. even said to me that I'm just kind of throwing back out there and I don't give att- attestation to it but because I th- I'm thinking this is this this is my thought. This is in me. You know, it's, it's my own thought. That's different from... I have a paragraph mm-hmm. that I know is coming from somewhere and it, it's right. not mine, right. but it's coming from somewhere else. And I'm going to use that and give no attestation give no to credit. it. Right. Right. No credit for it. And I think that's very different when you're doing that purposefully. Absolutely. So, okay. Should, uh, let's see, aren't we <clears throat> just being a little too serious about all of this? I mean, you know, so a pastor preaches another pastor's sermons. Is it really that big of a deal so long as people are being spiritually fed, George? That's all well and good for the person being fed. <laughs> it's not so good for the person yeah. doing the feeding and whether or not they are being faithful uh, yeah. to their charge as a, a, a right. pastor before Christ, as a right. new shepherd. Um, certainly it does not yeah. say good things about a God of truth and our understanding of yeah. what he might expect as a truthful God, yeah. uh, God of veracity. Yeah. Um, if we're presenting ourselves as something other than we are. Yeah. Um, and, and it says a lot to what we see as our calling. If we're as a pastor, if we're, yeah. we're doing it, if, you know, we're comfortable with that and it, 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 it it's, there's the idea of the one-off. Mm-hmm. I made a mistake and the idea of, well, I did that last time and it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. And it starts becoming the habit. And all of a sudden we're finding other things to do with our time because we know we have this other resource. And so we're not then putting in the time. We're yeah. not working on our spiritual growth. We're not working on actually dealing with the passage ourselves and, be, and then mm-hmm. dealing with it in a congregation. Cause now we're just looking at a passage and does this passage meet the bill or does this, this other work meet the bill and not how do I make this passage meet my community? And those, those yeah. are different activities potentially. Yeah. Right. We're going to come back to that in just a second and, and maybe tease that out a little bit more. Oh, sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's exactly right. I mean, I, I know that Mark Dever actually uh, in the past, I don't know if he still does this, but has had like maybe a Wednesday night where mm-hmm. instead of like preaching a sermon, he reads a sermon. Sure. Right. And it's from some Puritan or, or whoever. But so, I mean, if I did, if I did that here or you did that here and we just said, you know, we're just going to go through the New York, New York Park Street, uh, New Park Street pulpit, Charles Spurgeon. And um, we're just going to read all his sermons. And that's what the diet's going to be for the, for the church on Sunday mornings and stuff like that. Well, Charles Spurgeon does not know this people. Right. And this people, they, they don't know Charles Spurgeon. I mean, like they can, you know, they know him by re- by reading him and stuff like that, but he's not a, a personal living presence uh, in the yep. midst of that, of, of the flock. And so, yeah, I mean, no. Well, there's, a, there's an element of that, like, so we're talking plagiarism and yeah. it's, it would be one thing if we did yep. that every week and didn't say anything about it. Yeah. Um, and that just deals with the one side of, I yeah. didn't report honestly what I did, but there's the whole other side of, am I actually being a faithful shepherd yes if i'm constantly doing this and that may be even a more heinous thing that i'm not actually doing the job christ has placed before me to do maybe i should not be in this job and position maybe i'm not aspiring the way god intends but i would agree yeah i would agree at least to an examination there yep uh so what's what's at the root of 
plagiarism. We're going to talk a root and then fruit. What is the the root of plagiarism? I think there, are, uh, there there's a potential couple. I, I mean, one sure. the major one I think is 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 going to be pride. Yeah, I want people to think I'm doing what I said I was going to do and yeah. what, what God has called me to do. Um, that's probably usually combined with just dealing with ministry, mm-hmm. um, the time th- that we allot ourselves. So yeah. some of that is just poor time management. I don't know if you want to call that sin, but certainly, I mean, we're responsible for what we do with the time that we have. And, yeah. and so we can so dedicate ourselves to say doing ministry that should be being done by deacons or other body members that yeah. we don't have time to work on teaching and prayer. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a problem. I, yeah. It's, it's kind of maybe a, a field of sins than Which one, may, yeah. one that I can draw out, but that in particular makes me want to be charitable uh, indeed, uh, and, indeed. And, and expressing the, what can be a real temptation. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a difference to be made, a, a line to be drawn between the person who is just like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to take yeah. this. And I don't think it's between, and, and, and the guy who's like, I am toiling away in the soil Absolutely. here. And I am like, I ha- I'm carrying the ministry of this church and I don't have the time right. that I biblically should be given. Uh, to devote myself to prayer and to the ministry of the word. I don't, I don't have that time. And so Tim, Tim Keller puts his sermons on up for auction or whatever. Like he, right, you can, right. you can buy, you his, can buy sermons, his sermons, right? Or I can go to desiring God and I can pull Piper sermons right off. You I can do that people, for anybody. You have people really. writing commentaries that are meant to kind of spur <laughs> right. you on. And they're, yep. they're almost like sermons. They're not yep. given as sermons. The commentaries themselves They give so much illustration. Sermons. Now they even yep. tell you, you know, Hey, this is meant to spur your thought, but yep. it could, you could pretty easily yep. just, Take it right out it and right preach out. it. I don't have time. I'm I'm weary. I'm I'm yeah. I'm dying over here, and I just need to have something to feed the flock. And so it actually stems yeah. from a good desire in the heart of the of the pastor uh, who is, uh, I would say, being tempted that direction. So it's sure. it's they, 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 the desire maybe, is good. I guess but, the other one is the, the the possibility that they want God to be spoken well of and don't feel that they can well, then there's speak that. as well. Right. And so again, and it's, into it's this whole idea of yeah. good intention, but right. But we're lifting something onto yeah. the throne here. That's not us. Mm-hmm. Or that's not God. It's, it's right. us. Right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think most people, most, most pastors who get into, plagiarizing are doing it from this sense of I'm going to get it over this body. They're not yeah. even going to know. And I've got an easy ride. Maybe there yeah. are some, but right. I think most of them, they get into it as a force of habit, having yeah. done it out of necessity, yeah. necessity of the moment, not necessity as if there was actually a, yeah. a need, but it's that necessity right. of the moment that kind of pulls you in just like any other mm-hmm. sin. And uh, until it sort of, it dominates. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, too, unfortunately, that some brothers, and again, we're talking specifically about pastors and ministry, mm-hmm. they just don't actually understand they don't think their, their responsibility and accountability to God. Yeah. Um, it's just not, they don't, they don't get it. They don't be so serious, guys, like, you know, this kind of guy. Or they think, you know, I just have other responsibilities and they're, they're more important than what Paul says to Timothy, which is above all things, preach the word. I find that hard from the standpoint of a a lot of pastors, not everyone, but you've been through high school, most likely Mm -hmm. probably went to seminary potentially. Yeah. In either of those contexts, you know, better 
You, you should. I mean, it's repeated in every right. test, in every report, in every everything right. you do. You know, not to plagiarize in, in our culture. Yeah. And so I find it hard to, you know, well, I just don't see the, the danger in it. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't play out as a. Well, in our day and age, then there's a lot of folly there because, sure. and and just like ignorance, because everything can be traced sure. back to. I mean, like everything, and yeah. so. Um, yeah, I mean, it just kind of exposes some, yeah, some willful ignorance, I, I think there. Okay. So, um, yeah, at the root of plagiarism is a lot of not good stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, what about, what for about, something yeah. as easy as going, somebody else gave me this idea or, you know, yeah, I yeah. read this here or it, it's, it's so simple Yeah. that, you have to ask why that little phrase can't come in there at some point. I mean, it's not like you have to be like, it's on page this, yeah. this, you know, you don't have to go into a diatribe right. about where you got it from. Right. That, that's, that's where it kind of gets interesting. Right. Well, and we've even heard, I mean, uh, some of the, the bigger, more recent examples, again, that have come across uh, my feed. Um, you know, the, yeah, they're doing the, entire things. This, this is almost as right. But, they, but they've excused it away even by saying, well, I asked if I can do it. And, and, and this other pastor said, okay. sure, you can do it. And so I oh, felt like it was okay for me to be able to do it, even though I didn't say, hey, I'm basically just preaching this guy's sermons to you. Right. You know, right. Um, so, okay. Um, so that's the root. Uh, what could be the fruit of plagiarism? And again, I don't, uh, let's try to be creative on the good fruit of, of plagiarism, what good could come from it. Um, but, but, but the, uh, you know, the bad fruit as well. Yeah. I mean, so if you have a body who is just not going to read Puritans on their own, for instance, maybe yeah. that's a, you know, if I bringing in a Puritan and not necessarily having to go, this is a Puritan guys, you should pay attention to which they might just shut off. You know, maybe you help them deal with recognizing sin as a actual important thing um, that yeah. they're avoiding in their discipleship. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a contrived example, but you know, that maybe that's something. Um, I think you could probably get away with it. With I think you could do the same thing without just saying a theologian has said, or you know, I, I don't think you have to plagiarize to get that same thing across. But I could see somebody wanting not to um, bog down yeah. illustration with where it comes from because that's yeah. you know secondary. Maybe I have it written in my sermon notes, but right. I don't need to quote it or is that is what they're thinking. If somebody asks me about it, I, sure. I can say, you know, it was from this or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's that's something. Um, but ultimately, I mean, unfortunately, I think most of the, 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 the effect is negative. People are so connected um, that all it takes is, you know, that one person who's like, I've read that book before. Why did what? Why was it not just simple as going, hey, this is where yeah. this quote came from or, you know. God forbid, why'd you not quote me? I mean, I'm the one who said that, you know, that you have that kind of stuff going on where right. it's just like, mm, yeah. I mean, yeah. So it, it becomes then a, a question of trust. And I mean, right. there's yep. nothing like, you know, well, if you're not being trustworthy about yeah. what you're actually speaking, I'm going to find somebody who is going to be trustworthy and I can trust that right. what they're saying is theirs right. is, is what Christ is teaching them. Right. Well, and I mean, from as I've thought upon it, I, I just think <clears throat> there is a serious undermining of the pastoral 
call and mm-hmm. responsibility again to Timothy from from the apostle from Christ preach the word you know yeah. like we I think that when you do that like you're setting the bar for the congregation mm-hmm. on the importance of the word of God itself when you're not willing to put in the time effort the energy the heart the tears all those things into grappling wrestling with a text mm-hmm. with them in mind you know yeah like like we want to exposit the text but we also want, want to exposit our congregation and when we're plagiarizing whole sermons we're neither expositing a text nor are we expositing our congregation right right and we're showing that we don't for all intents and purposes love the word or love, love the people, people. yeah <laughs> which is That's why danger. right where which is where with plagiarism to the degree that we're talking about I, I just think well then you should not be a pastor you know and uh but it, but deception uh un, the the inability to be trusted um the undermining of the the noble task of, of pastoring and preaching specifically well, I mean, the other thing is very simply if you're engaged in that you're probably doing so knowledgeably i would yeah, say at this point right. Um, which means also that you cannot be demonstrating what it means to be a good pastor to other people in your body that you're trying right. to grow up to be pastors. Right. Raise, Unless you're raise raising them up to do the same thing. And right. that's hopefully right. not. So, right. so there's this whole element of discipling pastors, yeah. de- developing your actual leaders in your body who yeah. are going to absolutely take over after you. Hopefully you want to also be modeling well for them so that it gets into this. Are we actually modeling? Are we being shepherds in this regard? Yes. Um, so there's that. Right, man. Yeah. Okay. The, the only really good fruit of it that I could see is, a, is something that the Holy spirit alone could bring about. Absolutely. Which is repentance, mm-hmm. which sadly in this case has not occurred. Right. <laughs> there's been excuse making mm-hmm. and not genuine godly sorrow and repentance that galvanizes a church yeah. to rediscover the right handling and preaching of the word of God, sure. a sincere ministry yeah. of the word in the life of that congregation. So mm-hmm. that would be the, the good fruit would be, what the spirit can bring spirit about is in repentance <clears throat> right. from it. That's a, right. that's a good it's, point. But. Yeah. It's, it's Nathan to David, you know, what I don't, I don't, who's the, I don't know what I've who's done, you know, and then who's, yeah, who's the man. And then he's broken, you know, and this could be a thing where it's like for, for other people who, and, and listen, this is not isolated to single individuals. Right. Uh, I think it's, in our in our culture where it's just like go 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 especially like in pastoral ministry you've got so much that yep. can be on your plate if it's, if, if the ministry of the word is not safeguarded that i'm i'm pretty sure this is i would be willing to say is fairly rampant you know to some degree and so man like i'm hopeful that it it actually is a, is a you're the man kind of moment for a lot of pastors um and preachers of the word in and not just a, I'm going to avoid it so country. I don't get yeah. caught up in it, but yeah, actually kind of it, it actually dealing yeah. with it and repenting now. Yeah. Whether that means they're, you know, speaking it to their body or yeah. just speaking it to God, one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Add font to, yeah. to the fount. Yeah. Back, back to the like fount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, finally in first Timothy one, five, Paul says, but the aim of our charge is love 
that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. So how do we, as preachers and or teachers, think about and see to executing that charge in our preaching and teaching, and why is this for the benefit of the church? Mm. Uh, you kind of <clears throat> mentioned it there, Font. I mean, basically yeah. going back to Scripture and having that mm-hmm. be what we're primarily expositing. Um, it's great to have commentaries. You mentioned before, you know, basically doing your outline almost in advance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. do your translation work up front, mm-hmm. then go to the commentaries. Just to make sure that I haven't done something that's heretical or if I'm putting too much emphasis, emphasis on the wrong syllable. Right. Commentaries like are not meant there. I mean, and in yeah. fact, if you're just quoting a commentary, kind yeah. of following the commentary, you're probably not giving the body what they need. Mm-hmm. You're giving them a ton of information potentially. That's yeah. good insofar as it goes, but it probably is yeah. not helping them grow or, or be discipled. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, keeping our, our focus on scripture first and how, having those commentaries help sort of yeah. after to to shore yeah. up what's missing, mm-hmm. um, I think is a, is, is pretty important. Yeah. Um, I, I myself would probably avoid um, resources that are, you know, if, if it's just sermon outline, I'm not sure that's a super valuable resource. I think it's more dangerous than anything else. Yeah. Having Having, you know, walk through yeah. ideas and illustrations is something different. Like how, how could you relate this? It's helpful to get those yeah. ideas, but when it's just a, here's a pre-built and I, I see this in some commentaries where they're almost, um, you can preach it exactly with these three points. Like, right. Yeah. Don't, don't just don't even start there. Go to scripture. No, I, if yeah. the worst thing you have to do is go verse by verse in scripture without a lot of that's not bad compared to I have these three points that somebody else gave me. Maybe they'll work for you. Maybe they'll relate to you and help you, but hopefully you're going through scripture and then these are what my body needs to see out of this. This is what Jesus's people needs to hear in this context. And then you can go in commentaries to help you understand better for, for points that are unclear. Yeah. But it is, it is good for preacher, teacher and congregation for us to ourselves wrestle by the Holy Spirit with the text of Scripture. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we just like with Jacob, right? The the blessing is in the wrestling, right? You know, and and so it's just good. It's hard. It's hard at times because you're like, I don't I don't know where this how how to how to outline this. I don't know how to exactly say this. And so that's where the temptation comes. We just need to fight that initially, you know, and just say, no, we're going to wrestle here and do the hard work of of rightly handling the Word of God for ourselves. John Owen is one of my favorite pastor Puritan guys, and he he talks about how you know the the pastor the preacher needs to taste the Word himself mm-hmm. before. Before he's able to, you know, actually dish it out to to the congregation to make sure is there any poison in it? In it? Right. You know, is there anything bad in it? any bones that we need to spit out, or is it all meat? You know, is it all good and sweet and nourishing for the congregation? He has to be able to do that for himself. Now, not, none of this is to say that we should not quote people in our sermons and all this kind of stuff. Sure. But when it comes to sincerity of faith and a good conscience, the Christian preacher, the Christian pastor. Um, I think is going to do their utmost when they do that mm-hmm. 
to at least say, as someone put it, you know, you'll hear me say that a lot of times. It depends on how significant of a, of a contribution this is making in the sermon. Like if it's a paragraph, I'm going to say Spurgeon, or I'm going to say right. Bunyan, or whatever it is. But if it's like a little a, a little if it's a phrase, turn of phrase, yeah, yeah, I'm just kind of like, a... as one put it, as one said. But I'm just, but even in that, I'm communicating. This didn't come originally from me. This right. is coming from somewhere else. Yeah. And again, I just think that that not only helps the congregation to really value the word of God, uh, but to then also, oh, where did that come from? You know, like did it, uh, it, it didn't come from you, but you know where it came from. And so maybe it maybe shoots them off to Spurgeon and Bunyan and, you know, whoever, Lewis and yeah. Packer and Piper and all these different directions, but hopefully it in a way that is edifying for them and uh, it just gives them more resources that can build them up and, and yep. fill them up for Christ. Yeah. And, and I mean, we've talked a lot of this as, you know, positive reference, but sometimes yeah. we might quote a negative and they're like, Oh, well, well, sure. That, there's also room for, you know, yeah. knowing where negative references and where, you know, mm-hmm. things are, this is somebody maybe to be avoided, you mm-hmm. know, maybe they're, they're preaching sure. heretically and by yeah. not quoting them, you may just be, it may seem more like it's gossip or that it's just, a whimsy, a thought that might be possible, but yeah. they don't really realize, you know, this is somebody actually taught that. You know? Right. So, um, yeah. I think there's also an element and we're going through John, which, right. So you, one, you have gospels as testimony, but you especially have John. I mean, his emphasis is on gospels as testimony, as people witnessing, testifying to Jesus's actions yeah. and not just on his teaching, but you know, te- they're, 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 it's, it's a focus on them as witnesses. And so as we do start talking, you know, plagiarism, mm-hmm. we're really saying, are we in the stream of, are we passing on testimony? Mm-hmm. Are we passing on just a body of instruction, the church, or are we passing on the testimony of the disciples passed on to the first wave of Christians passed on down mm-hmm. through ages, a testimony about Jesus, not just well, a body of good, helpful ideas. And so mm-hmm. if we kind of engage, if we engage in plagiarism, we're sort of trying to sever that channel a little bit and making it about us again. So there's this whole idea of testimony that kind of, I think should be involved in the conversation as we try to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's helpful, brother. Okay. Any any final thoughts here? Maybe that should have been my final thought. <laughs> well, we will uh, forward that as your your final thought. Thanks, brother. It's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.